From Badahonas. We're playing assembly final today. We're super well You know we are the best. This year, the Windy All Ireland. Listening to Mayo are back. How are you lads? Con Mort here. Mayo are back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo are back. Angelina Nugent speaking. Just wanted to say, uh, Mayo are back. Hello, this is Kim Jong Un, and welcome to the Mayo are back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Well, hello there, folks, and it's a very, very, very big how do to you, the Mayo are back listeners dotted right around the globe. And there's no evidence to suggest that even further afield there could be people listening to this podcast, whether you're in Kashelbar or Kazakhstan, Taiwan or Tormakedi. You're finding yourself listening to the dulcet tones of myself, TJ, and I'm joined with my old sparring partner, a man who you've become quite familiar with over the course of the podcast this season and that man's name is Fat Larry. Fat Larry, may I be the first to say how do? Yabba dabba do, how do TJ? Uh, It was a great surprise when you texted me this morning to see if I would come on and and record a podcast. It's not something that I've done in the last number of days but it was a, a great surprise and it gave me a lot of joy and happiness when I saw your text on my on my telephone this morning. It's great to be here, I have to say, TJ. We said it here last week. We weren't sure if we were going to be sitting here this week, but lo and behold, here we go again. And this Mayo team just keeps pulling out all the stops and they did so again in spectacular fashion last Sunday and have given us another day out that has really whetted the appetites of Mayo inbreds up and down the county. Well, Fat Larry, you've hit the nail on the head right from the very get-go this evening. And that is going to be the theme of today's podcast, folks. Today's podcast is called Up Mayo from the get-go. And myself and Fat Larry are going to try and employ that approach right from the start here this evening. And whichever which way you've been manifesting yourself over the last couple of weeks, months, or even years, we're here to guide you through on a, a spiritual unwellness journey like... Two shamen from Bunny Conlon who are just going to offer you a little cup of tea and lay your weary head down, close your eyes and listen to the soothing ramblings of myself and Fat Larry. We have been here many times before, folks. I can't even begin to count how many times 
myself and TJ have sat down here together in this very studio in this little shack that we record here on a weekly basis looking forward to a big game against the dubs it's like it's like Christmas dinner at this stage it's like going to mass on a Sunday morning it's like you know going down to watch the parade on St. Patrick's Day it's a ritual that Mayo inbreds have Got the chance to celebrate now on an almost annual basis going up to Dublin to play the filthy dubs above in Crow Park. And may I be the first person to say on this podcast this evening, fuck the dubs. Hear, hear. And we are very much looking forward to echoing that particular sentiment right throughout the podcast and right the way up the road to Dublin on Sunday. It's Going to be a fantastic weekend, a carnival of football, you could say, but there's no doubt about it. The The main course, the, the, the meat and two veg of this footballing weekend is undoubtedly going to be the clash between ourselves, the mighty men from Mayo and the dirty AIG Blueskins at four o'clock this Sunday in a game that may I add, TJ, I, like I said last week, I'm going to come on here and I might criticise some Mayo players, but I'm going to say it again. We are going to beat Dublin and we're going to give them a nice beating on Sunday. I have very little doubt about it. That's a sentiment I would very much like to echo, Fat Larry. Now, we must be extremely cognizant of the fact that we're in the business end. We're in the back door of the championship at this stage. And we know that we might have a few new listeners sprinkled in amongst our Mayorback loyalists. So to them, I would like to say a big how do. Unless, of course, they're from Dublin. In which case, I'd like to say, fuck the dubs. Bring it on. We're absolutely ready for you. Absolutely. I think this Mayo team are absolutely primed and ready to go. They are, you know, following patterns that we've seen in previous years. Last weekend we went out against Galway. Now we have gone and named the exact same starting 15 every single week since the start of January. I was not at all surprised to see Kevin McStay pull out a few surprises out of his sack last weekend. He made four late changes right before throw in the last day and they worked a treat. We've always said it here. It's this the unpredictability that Mayo bring to proceedings, the little bit of chaos, the little bit of wildness that they bring to the equation every time. That is what we love to see. It's a little bit like this podcast here, TJ. It can be a little bit helter-skelter. It can have very little plan at times, but that's the way we like to do it. And it was nice to see the Mayo players echoing the sentiments that we echoed out so loudly here last week uh, during uh, the last episode. You know, we said that there was a couple of Mayo players who needed to pull their finger out. We were saying that Kevin McStay needed to get his spanner out and he needed to give a little kick up the hole to some of these Mayo players and hopefully that will have the desired effect as we look forward to another big game this weekend. Fat Larry, if I can call you that. Absolutely. I'd like to commend you on your particular performance last week. It really was a really tremendous equation when you came into the studio and you really just kind of shot from the dick, as it were, because you were the first man that came out and said Kevin McStay would need to get that spanner out this week. And you could tell by the performance, some of the, the cars in the shed were very finely tuned this week. And whether he went for a little look underneath the hood or whether he stuck his hand into the trunk of some of those players, he certainly got the best out of them on the day. They played like a team that had their jizz back. And more Mm. importantly, they had their confidence back. It did. The Mayo team last weekend, TJ, down in Salt Hill, they kind of resembled Main Street and Belmullet on a Saturday evening. Mm. There was a couple of cars there that we'd have seen in previous weeks and they might have been on the Main Street in in the week leading up to it. But when they were parked up in that kind of little kind of a semicircle shape where they were kind of all souped up and ready to go on Saturday evening, it was like Kevin McStay went out and kind of 
took the wheels off one car and maybe swapped them with another. He put a new exhaust pipe on a few fellas. He made them a little bit bigger. He lowered down the suspension a little bit. In some cases, he took the suspension off altogether. And in a few cases, he ripped the handbrake out altogether. Such was the, the, the case with young David McBride, who absolutely shone last weekend down in Salt Hill in a performance that was a long time coming. I think this guy is absolutely fabulous in more ways than one. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, he is... Uh, you know he's he he's an Oshin Mullen without the long hair, and you know he's the Oshin Mullen with the, uh, you know he's kind of the East Mayo inbred version. But as I've always said here, TJ, you know when East Mayo is strong, this Mayo team has got a great chance, and it turned out to be the case last week. I have to say he mightn't, you know. There's there's some people out there who 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 might be Oshin Mullen fans. I have to say this big strapping redhead young boy from Balladreen, uh, you know he he's he 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 really you know I have to say. I like him a lot. Yeah, look, Oshin, we've moved on. You know, we're we're moving on with our lives. We're doing great, by the way. We're doing excellent. Just fine. Yeah, we're doing so good at the moment. We're in an All-Ireland quarterfinal. Don't know what stage you're at in the AFL. But frankly, I don't care at the moment. No, I've moved on and I, I am, I'm rebuilding my life piece by piece. And this podcast, and I think... A lot of people, I hope, will be echoing the sentiments that I am making here at home would suggest that, you know, coming on this podcast this week, be you the presenter of said podcast or supporter or contributor on the Instagram page, that this podcast is helping us to heal our broken hearts little by little, week by week. We're getting stronger and stronger, as is this Mayo team, you could say, TJ. You know, last weekend, we saw a performance that just looked an awful lot more assured. You know, last week, I did warn Mayo fans out there to look out for the vertical wind blowing horizontally down Salt Hill and that turned out to be the case and I suppose you could say it was an equation of two halves um, really you know Mayo went out in the first half and were under a lot of pressure they had to defend that goal really resolutely you know with the wind blowing in um, you know I thought Cullum Reap had an absolutely stunning game I thought he was excellent fantastic from the kickouts. you know really high success rate and you know was excellent at saving the shots as well that rained in on him um, you know I think you could have very little wrong to say about the Mayo performance last weekend and I thought we managed it really really well and I think if I can uh, this particular venture just pause and obviously say up Mayo but also to just maybe suggest that your influence Fat Larry on this team this season is nothing short of outstanding because I know over the last couple of podcasts they've been very reactionary we've come out here and we've blasted some individuals in this Mayo team fellas that needed a good blast them we got stuck into Cullum Reap there a few weeks ago and he's had a simply stunning comeback from that there's other guys out there that are just playing with tremendous flair. And we called for a more transitional performance last week. We wanted to see, you know, kind of a, a less binary, more gender fluid kind of a, a situation. And on this particular equation, that's exactly what we got. We had a direct style on the pitch, an erect style in the stands, and everyone just kind of pulling, pulling themselves for the one team. And that was beautiful to see. And if we can hone in on David McBride, because the Galway fans in Salt Hill were left with a very salty taste in their mouths after savouring in that beautiful brine that came out of that goal. And it really was nothing short of amazing. And I must point some of the credit in the direction of our talisman, the man who's come in for a little bit of flack on this podcast and other podcasts. And that's Audio Shea. I thought he had a simply stunning game again. I think that... 
in years to come, history will remember which side of the debate you were on with regards Audio Shea. So you'd want to pull your head out of your own arse now, listeners, and you'd want to get behind him this weekend because, you know, he's our guy. He's all we've got up there. Absolutely. He's a real roundabout of a full forward, TJ, could say. You know, and we, we've probably seen him, you know, go out that, you know, as, as that kind of Audio 13 on the road and kind of heading up the motorway at 120 kilometres an hour and, you know, being an absolute wrecking ball and, and in fielding long ball and, and breaking ball down. But the last day, he was kind of, you know, the way David McBrien went around him, it was like he was coming into the roundabout on the new bypass on the way into Castlebar. He kind of gave him the ball, went around him and got the ball back again and absolutely blasted the onion sack um, with a ferocious shot that, um, you know, it, it nearly burst a few inbreds in the stand behind the goal as well. Um, you know, I think Audi, in fairness to him now, has become a real a real team player. I, I liked the little move he did in the build-up to the goal as well when he kind of showed that fuck-the-dub-style attitude that we'd like to see this weekend when he picked up Conor Gleeson's cone um, and threw it away. That was something that, you know, we don't always see with this Mayo team, you know, that bit of, that bit of a nasty edge that they'll need to show players Plenty of against Dublin at the weekend now because we're coming up against a team who are absolutely full wall to wall with lots of thugs and, and you know guys who have you know have dished out an awful lot of filthy tactics on us down through the years we think of all the you know the, the sledging and all of the, the slide punches and kicks that we've got down through the years so it's nice to see Mayo being the ones to give out that little bit of that, that you know that little bit of tomfoolery that little bit of the dark arts that you need to have in your locker TJ I think if you want to end 69 plus 5 years of, of a curse. That's absolutely correct and it was a really really intuitive little manoeuvre that he pulled when he pulled the kicking tee off the ground. I suppose how can you recreate that next week? You're going to be coming up against one of the foremost goalkeepers in all of Ireland, Stephen Cuckold. Now he's a man who's known for his I suppose his display off the kicking tee but he's mm. equally as well known and as well regarded right around the world for his performance with the sweeping brush mm. so I think if you could get into his mind early and maybe nip yourself into the Dublin dressing room and remove that sweeping brush from the occasion that would just have the Dublin players their heads would be scrambled from the get go and we need to channel that sort of inbred unwell energy that we saw during Hillgate I think we need to really you know summon some of the ghosts of that particular battle and get right stuck into the Dublin team at large including their mangership ticket even the female physios if you could hit one of them in the bo- in the head or in the balls mm. in the head with the ball or in the he- in the head you know what I'm trying to I say, know what you're saying. Yes, of course. If you could just get into their head with your balls, you could find them with their bums against the wall and them with their own heads hanging well low between their own legs. And speaking of things hanging low between their legs, there was a couple of Mayo players who were holding their heads up high between their legs the last days they came out of Salt Hill. We saw guys playing with a fresh feeling of confidence and swagger you look at guys like Gordon Flynn a guy who has really grown into being one of the real leaders in this Mayo team Mm -hmm. you know we saw Tommy Conroy with his tail held up high between his legs as he rampaged down the wing and kicked a couple of absolutely fabulous scores and we need that guy going well you know particularly with Oshin Mullen now playing in Australia we need Tommy Conroy to be showing his stuff 
week in, week out, just to keep that particular cohort of Mayo supporters happy. To copy the phrase of our good friend Patsy Broderick from many, many moons ago, he once said that Patrick Durkin never stops working and that was very much in evidence last Sunday down in Salt Hill. There was a lot of really unwell half-bakes that were calling for him to maybe get the curly finger last weekend but our captain stood up and kicked a couple of absolutely monster scores in the second half in particular and I thought that bodes very very well for this Mayo team now coming into the weekend. It was a Mayo team selection that scratched a couple of heads but I really feel that Kevin McShay's tweaks had all the fans at home peaking throughout the game because there was just a recklessness of abandonmentness that was the Mayo team were playing with that sort of swashbuckling style that we've become so accustomed to. And it was wonderful to see. He made a few little changes. He said, fuck you, Matthew, in a way that we haven't really experienced before because he, he gave him such a fucking that he left him on the bench. Uh, he got the most out of Tommy Cumroy. And Tommy Cumroy's fist-first style approach that I saw from the get-go, which manifested mm. itself right throughout the game, was amazing. You could tell that's a man who's been listening to his Mayorback podcasts of late. And he really showed his stuff when he slammed that ball over the bar from about 20 metres out. It was really, really wonderful. My only complaint would be that score should have been worth two. A fisted score should be worth more, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you have to say, TJ, this this, this Mayo kettle is coming to the boil nicely now as we head into the All-Ireland quarterfinal weekend. Kevin McStay is sure to be scratching his head at training this evening. He'll be faced with an awful lot of different conundrums. A lot of guys putting their hands up for positions. A lot of guys who got maybe dropped for the game last weekend who'll be looking to prove a point Kevin McStay will be scratching his head at training TJ but no doubt above in Dublin Wedgie Farrell will be scratching his scratching his arse um, with that wedgie that he has in his trousers um, because this Dublin team you know looking at it I suppose TJ with my with my tactical hat on for a moment um, you know this Dublin team have been kind of stumbling along a little bit this year they've been up and down a little bit obviously they've been plying their trade down in Rhina though of the Shra Alliance League earlier in the year they you know went out against Kildare in the Leinster Championship and absolutely blew them out of the water in one game and the next game they were very very lucky not to lose um, you know they struggled to you know get a point against a Roscommon side who we always said in this podcast were complete shit and they proved that to be the case last weekend down in Porky Cueve. They were dumped out of the championship. Now, as we always said here, we always have a soft spot for the Rossies. You know, there's a few fine hearty inbreds there who have always supported us well. None more so than the great Paddy Joe. Um, and we feel for him on days like today. But you'd have to worry, wouldn't you, TJ, for Dublin? You know, in the sense that they haven't really been going awful well. You know, their trumpet has been a little bit rusty. Um you know, probably going back the last couple of years, you know, since Mayo got that big win in the All Ireland semi final, they're not looking as 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 you no know, well oiled and lubed up maybe as they might have been back under the into the Jim Gammon days. Um, have you got any nuggets of advice there? Not that you'd want to help him out or anything like that, but what could Wedgie Farrell do? You know, maybe to you know to to get the Dublin's heads you know, maybe up their own arse a little bit like our own. They're a team who are lacking in a little bit of confidence. And what always comes with that is the little bit of spunk. And they just seem to have been lacking that over the last couple of years. Of course, we, we got the better of them in 2021 on a famous equation that it was. And it was really a glorious situation for all Mayo fans. Truly, truly tremendous. But the difference between when we started this podcast and where we are now 
is this Dublin juggernaut? They just don't have the financial backing that they once had. Ah, oh, yes. If you go back and watch those old clips, you'd see Jim Gavin walking up and down the sideline and the trousers are nearly falling down around his arse. Such is the wads of cash that he had in those pockets. 15 million was the reported fund that he was getting just for a season as Dublin manger. Wedgie Farrell, it's a completely different situation. The trousers are nearly up covering his tits because he is just in such a perplexed situation where he's going back to these old flings and old flames and calling them up mm. and wondering, do, do they want to come in for a little dance with the team? We're talking about Stephen Cuckold. We're talking about Paul Mannion. We're talking about Jack O'Clafferty. These sort of guys who showed their stuff in the past, but are they, are they very much past it now, Fat Larry? Are they, are they a busted flush at this stage? I would have to agree with you TJ on a lot of what you said there I think you know regardless of what an awful lot of people have said about you down through the years I've always found you exceptionally insightful and I I would say that I enjoy your company greatly which is why I return back to this shack week in week out to to sit down and 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 chew the fat and chew on the, the, the meat that you provide every week here on this podcast which I'd like to thank you for sincerely at this stage and remind the the Mayo supporters um, that Mayo are back and up Mayo and fuck the dubs of this particular venture. Um, you know, you think back though, TJ, to, 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 to go back to your to your initial question there uh, that you posed so eloquently. Um, you'd often think back to, you know, Dean Rock just whipping the wallet out and just handing a couple of 20s to Joe McQuillan every time he got a free. You know, you think of the, you know, the, the Dublin medical staff coming out. They used to come out with a little... One of those little fanny packs that you'd see young bucks going around at a music festival in and they'd whip out a couple of 50 euro notes and would, would, would fashion them out to anybody who would who would need to be paid off at any particular venture during the game, be that an umpire, or a, a linesman, a fourth official or, or maybe even a GA president here or there. It was all kind of quite common stuff, TJ, and we kind of ran with it for a long time and we accepted that that was just the way that things are done. But things seem to have moved on a little bit now, as you said there, you know, Wedgie Farrell had to pull the pants up a little bit higher, you know, they haven't been able to to provide him with fresh tracksuits like they might have been doing once upon a time. Um, but you would be concerned, yeah, you know, going back to, to old flames and, and going back to the well, you, you'd worry that maybe Dublin are going back to the well probably one too many times at this stage now. And this Saturday will tell a lot now about, you know, how much stuff um, the likes of Jack McLafferty and Paul Mannion have down their trousers at this particular venture. You know, we all know what Stephen Cluxon is going to bring to the equation the next day. He's going to he's going to rock into Crow Park with his sweeping brush and you know, he's going to sweep that change room very, very well. But you have to remember as well that, you know, Sheen Mullen isn't around anymore. You know, some of these Mayo players aren't getting their haircuts as often, you know, so there might not be as much hair to, to sweep up around this particular barber shop this weekend. And I think that's going to leave him in a very tricky position because, you know, that, you know, that role that he would have played in the past and done so well, that role might not be as readily available to him this weekend now. Another man who always performed exceptionally well for Dublin on the very, very biggest of days was Des Cahill from the Sunday game. And I know yeah. he's retired now, so he won't be there to suck off the Dublin players at 9.30pm, no matter whatever which way this result manifests itself. But it reminds me, Fat Larry, to Mayo games gone by back in the days of yore, and some of our younger listeners will hardly be able to remember the All-Ireland final that took place in 2017. But myself and yourself were there, Fat Larry. We were caught up in the stand and we were having a little bit of a chinwag with, um, I suppose, a young gentleman from Dublin. Well, he had a Dublin jersey on anyways. And let this be a sort of a cautionary tale for all the Mayo half-bakes, especially those of you who are brave enough to tackle the hill this weekend on Sunday at 4pm. I was chatting to a man in the hill that day and I, I asked that young man, Fat Larry, can you remember what I said to him? 
I I believe uh, it was. Is, were you thinking back to uh, would it have been the the, the twenty sixteen All Ireland final you're referring to? I believe so. Well, on this particular equation, and it hasn't happened to me on, on on too many equations now, but myself and TJ here sitting beside me, we got ourselves in what could be described only as a vicious cockfight above in Hill 16 where there was literally Mayo fans, Dublin fans leaping all over each other. There was a, a riot style situation broke out by all accounts when, you know, there was some some harsh words were exchanged and, you know, people got very frank and, you know, were, were, were getting their opinions crossed and speaking in a very honest way, you could say. But on that particular occasion, you know, we, we, we managed to get on top of it. Um, and on the day, in fact, it was actually, I think it ended in a draw, if my memory serves me correct. But It was a draw. It, actually be... was, it wasn't even played, Fat Larry. We never got around to having out the little bit of fisty cuffs that I was invited for in the bathroom at half time of that particular game. But I, maybe I spoke out a line. I said to a young man, I said, excuse me, would you mind not touching me again? And I tell you his response, it lives with me to this very day. I remember what he said exactly. He said, do you want to fucking go, do you? Do you want me to knock the fucking head clean off you in the bathrooms at half time? And at that point, I suppose I kind of, I was lost for words, really. I, I kind of, I didn't know what to say or do with myself at that venture. All I could think of was up Mayo. But on the outside, I kind of froze. And I suppose that's a cautionary tale to mm. you, the fans. But more importantly so to the Mayo players, when the, the John Biggs and the, the Michael Dara McArsoles try and get inside your head, you need to just... Keep the intrusive thoughts away and really fist them as far as next Tuesday, if you can, in my opinion. Absolutely. I wish I had done that. Uh, in hindsight, TJ is a great thing. In, in, in hindsight, you'd have picked him up over your head and you would have tossed him over the back of Hill 16. And, and, and you know, if, if, if all things were being equal and right was right and we could do things all over again, that's probably what we would have done. But in reality, we wouldn't have gone out and lost all those All-Ireland finals to Dublin either if we had the choice again. So I suppose we kind of have to look ahead now. True. We, we don't like looking back here at this podcast. We very much like to look within, look within at ourselves, have a good look down at ourselves and also to look forward. And there's a lot to look forward to, TJ, now this weekend. Just to set the scene for the inbreds out there, I want you to imagine yourself getting up on Sunday morning and heading down to the train station in Ballyhonus. And if you just picture yourself now for a moment looking down at your feet, you've got a pair of brown echo shoes and a pair of wide boot cut jeans that you picked up during the week in Eddie Murphy's menswear and that fine new Mayo jersey that you got last year just after they got knocked out of the championship but it was 50% off in the sale down in Elvery's and you said to yourself am I wrong to go and do this but now you're very happy with your choice you cap that little outfit off with six cans of Bulmers and a Mayo Sombrero and you've got your ticket ready to go and you're heading up to Dublin for the big game and you are getting yourself right ready to go now and when you get off the train you're making a beeline for you know, it might be the big tree, it might be the Hogan stand, you might be one of those inbreds that goes up for a pint above in Fagans. Maybe you need to have a bite to eat at the Carvery station there before you head into Crow Park. Whatever you need to do the next day, guys, now, you need to go and prepare in whatever way suits best for you. If that means yourself and the four bucks sit in the back of the Bora and drive up, that's fine. If you want to get on the, the, the bingo bus up to Crow Park, that's fine as well. Whatever you need to do to get yourself at a highly you know strong state of manifestation come four o'clock on Saturday afternoon, that will leave us in a very, very good position. 
We want Mayo fans who are physically well and mentally unwell right from the get-go. Yeah. This game will not be won and lost on the football pitch or the sideline. No, 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 no. This game will be decided on the train, on the Lewis, at the toll booth. When you get to that toll booth on Sunday morning, you need to ring out that horn, baby, as you're going by. Give it full throttle. And that'll inspire the other Mayo fans in the queue to do that with you. And that sort of Mayo unity, if we can all come together as a Mayo community of full of unity, and we find ourselves in a, a situation where we're up in Crow Park, we're absolutely delighted to be there. And I've seen it the day of the league final a little bit, but I'd mm. like to see it a bit more. A real sort of up Mayo mentality right throughout the streets of Dublin. Really right from the very get-go, as it were. And we would always call on the Mayo players here week in, week out to go out and play with their trousers down. And there's no doubt about it that this weekend we'll be looking for the Mayo supporters to do that in large numbers up in Crow Park and to really, you know, let themselves go, you know intimidate those Dublin supporters now because they're you know they're well able to shout and roar and beat their own rusty drums uh, up on Hill 16 that we need to be willing to do that as well ourselves and we've always you know you know represented ourselves with a great amount of pride and hopefully now this weekend we don't let ourselves down I believe tickets are, are very hard to come by Um Tickets are so hard to come by for this game that I myself may even consider attending the game myself. Such is the magnitude of this occasion that we're being faced with this weekend. It's not every day that I'd bother my arse to go to a Mayo game. But this weekend, I haven't made up my mind yet, TJ. I don't know what your plan for the weekend is, but I might well go and give this game a look. We, like many of you listeners at home, don't go to Mayo games unless... The demand is so big that the real fans won't be able to attend. That's when we really start to thrive. And that's when we really start going out, looking for tickets, playing with the poor mouth, asking anyone from anywhere to give us any sort of a ticket. Yeah. But I do want to touch on something the Mayo fans might be touching on as we speak. And that is the sort of the manifestation that we've always prescribed to in this podcast. We've always recommended that you visualize and you go somewhere mentally before you go there physically. But I will just put a little asterisk beside that for this game and say that I don't want you Mayo fans at home manifesting yourselves too hard this week because basically a game of this magnitude, load management is absolutely key. And, you know, there's a, there's a Mayo fan out there who's wearing a vest. I don't know what this young gentleman's name happens to be, but on that vest, he's got three words emblazoned across the back and it says, shoot the load. And that sort of is the attitude that Kevin McShea will be saying to his players. Mm. It's what me and all my inbreds have been saying over the last few weeks. We need to shoot the load, but we cannot, under any circumstances, blow the load too early. So you need to manage your load all week long. You need to keep something in the tank for Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. Would I be, would it be, you know, okay to suggest that you might echo those sediments Fat Larry loud and clear TJ as always you know in fairness to myself and yourself down through the years we've we generally see eye to eye on these these issues all the time which is which is good you know I think if we were disagreeing here or if we were talking too much shite you know this podcast mightn't have lasted as long as it has so I would actually like to thank you very much for that wonderful advice I will be taking that advice on board myself I must say this weekend because I have been known to to maybe blow the load too early particularly if the game was on late on a Sunday afternoon it's a long time to be waiting around all weekend for a game to start so I'll be definitely pacing myself this weekend and uh I'll be I'll, I'll be minding myself as best as I possibly can now just before TJ we get on to um 
we get on to the questions that have been sent in from from the Mayo inbreds. Um, I'd like to take the opportunity, of course, to thank them for for their their large interaction with us. It's it's you know I think we're we're nearly we're nearly in Midwest territory at the moment with the amount of uh, work that our teleprompter is having to do on a on a daily basis. People are are really getting behind ourselves and getting behind the team in a very big way, which is absolutely fantastic to see. And um, before we move on to those questions, TJ, for the maybe the new listeners out there, maybe who might be listening in maybe looking for a bit of nuanced tactical preview or maybe uh, a nugget of sense, you might call it. Have you got anything to, 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 to offer the, the that particular listener who might think that we're talking complete brown? Yeah, absolutely. I know we are, I suppose, almost halfway through the introductory period of this podcast here this evening. But we have, you know, we've leaned into some very astute statements already. And some of the, the sediments that we ourselves have echoed in this little chamber that we're in this evening will be ringing true, no doubt, on Sunday. I suppose, how do you fill the time between this and the actual game? I would say to those listeners, go back. Do a little deep dive and do a little bit of research. I was talking to a young man who said he listened to all of episode, all of season seven rather, in one sitting nice. last weekend. Very good. It said he had him. He didn't know which way was up. All he knew that he could say was up Mayo. He kind of was in a nearly a vegetative state, just saying up Mayo on a loop for two or three days after. Maybe don't do it as much as he did in the one go, but do take a little bit of old podcasts into account. Maybe ones where we went back, back in time, games versus the Dubs. All of those little meaty affairs that we had in the past. And listen, we could beat our meat here all evening, Fat Larry, talking about this. But I think the astute Mayo are back listenership and loyalists who are dotted right around the globe and further afield, they'll know exactly what they need to do mentally for this weekend. And whether that's buying six bulmers and leaving them to cook in the boot of your car for a few days... Maybe it's buying three or four packs of Benson and Hedges just to have them ready. Even if you don't smoke, I'd say you could possibly do with having a few of them Sunday afternoon before, during and after this particular equation. The commoner garden mayo inbred TJ is a thirsty beast. There's no doubt about that. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like a field of nettles after a long spell of dry weather. He's absolutely thirsty for a drink. And I think it's very important... Given the hot spell of weather that we're having and the steamy nature of Mayo's championship season, that Mayo supporters go out and hydrate very, very well now over the next couple of days. We've always said here, don't rock up to the train on Sunday morning with 24 cans of Bulmers and expect to drink them all on the day. I would like to see Mayo supporters maybe going out on Friday evening, whenever you, you, you wrap it up on Friday evening, have maybe six to eight cans um, with, with, you know, possibly warm. I was, you know, I, I'd be very slow. I'd be very slow to bring ice into the equation at this stage. Build that up onto Saturday then where you might have maybe, you know, you might build up to maybe 10 to 12 and then you should be right and ready to go come Sunday morning to go at it very very hard, um and and you know I would I would definitely say if you you know don't drink just pints have a couple of maybe you know pint bottles or maybe a couple of long necks maybe around Crow Park before you go in and that's the a similar message I'm sure that the you know the Mayo nutritionist Stephen Regan will be having for the Mayo team and and all the backroom team there they'll be echoing the sentiments that we have echoed here maybe in a slightly different way but we hope that if the Mayo backroom team are listening to us 
this evening that they take on a lot of the messages that we have been trying to convey here ourselves. The premise will be exactly the same, Fat Larry. Keep the body guessing. Don't be drinking cans of Bulmers every single time. Have a long neck. Have a pint bottle. And the same way when the Mayo team go out, keep the dubs guessing tactically. We need that little bit of tactical ruance right the way across the pitch. That's going to be needed on Sunday, 100%. Now, I think we have gone as 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 much as we can into the introduction of the podcast this evening and i'm you know i'm sure there's, there was a few bits and pieces that we might have missed and you know we might get back to them maybe towards the end of the podcast but it's very important that we send um you know our, our wishes to the mayo inbreds out there and and extend the the hand of thank you to them for sending in all the texts and we want to make sure that they get dealt with in enough details so we're just going to take a quick little commercial break here now and we'll be right back to you after the break with some of the sentiments and indeed the sediments of some of mayo's thirstiest inbreds they shouldn't have somebody like joe mcquillan refereeing in an all-iron final the referee was not well no we had missed a lot of chances 10 steps for the goal in the first minute. Or not Dean Rock, whoever the buck that scored the goal, I was down the other end. But Dean Rock took about 20 steps for a point later on in the match. The referee was an absolute disgrace yet again. The rules there for everybody, not just the Mayotte. Off the ball constantly, taking the oh, players no, running. Off the ball, the way over now. Open the goal again. Champions again. Have you now? Have you finished? Thank you. Um, right. But yeah, let the game flow is one thing, but you still have to enforce the force the rules. The rules there for everybody. Well, hello there, and you're very, very welcome back to the introductory period of the Mayo Are Back podcast. And we've kind of talked as much as we could in the first half there without turning the attention to you, the half-bakes at home, the loyal listenership, the ones who we do it all for at the end of the day. And you've been in touch in your droves. There's been an absolutely outstanding level of communication between us and the fans this year. And we're going to now shine the light towards them and hold up a little mirror to Mayo Society at large and see what the grassroots inbreds on the ground have to say about the games coming up over the course of the weekend. And the first sediment. We could have predicted this one, but the first man to get it in is a young man called Ronan, a fantastic Mayo fan. And he's about to echo two sediments that I think every listener at home will be thinking about all week long. And he says... Fuck the dubs and up Mayo. And I couldn't agree with him more. Absolutely. And we said it there right at the very beginning, TJ, that those are two things that you have to repeat to yourself on an ongoing basis between now and Saturday or Sunday, just to make sure that they're fresh in the mind and that you're, you know, you're there mentally, as you said before, you get there physically. And I think if we can do that, we have a great chance of beating the dirty dubs. Next up, there's a young man wondering about what the best place is to go to get his A13 serviced. And some people may say Connolly, some people may say JJ Burks. I, for example, would happen to say that, based on what we've seen over the last few weeks, Kevin McShea is the man. The way that Kevin McShea has been able to fine-tune some of these massive beasts that we have on our team is absolutely beautiful to see. He calls them gorgeous, he calls them fabulous, he employs that fist-first style in the dressing room and on the pitch, and you can see it in the performance of these key players in key positions. 
Absolutely. We have another one here, a very, uh, you know, a very well-read and, 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 you know, very knowledgeable Mayo inbred who says that, that Cormac Reap must go out the next day now and he must ram the sweeping brush right into Stephen Cluxton's bonnet and he says up Mayo and that's absolutely great to see. You know, you think of Cormac Reap working in archers below in Ballina there and he's down doing his little tidy up at the shop in the evening time and he's organising all the sweeping brushes and no doubt Stephen Cluxton might have called in during the week to pick up a new sweeping brush for himself. Um, he always likes to have a new brush when he goes into the knockout stages of the championship. So hopefully Cormac will have given him, um, you know, his uh, his advice, and, and and he will have picked one that would be very suitable to to ram any any which way. Um, uh, next next Sunday, yeah. It's That's quite it. remarkable that the the Knockmore Bagminder we have this year is just as comfortable sweeping in with a dustpan and brush as he is kicking off the tee. He's just as calm dealing with Mary down in seed and soil as he is carrying the ball across his own forty five yard line. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous sight, and I think he's the right man for the job next Sunday. Next question: Will Miriam O'Callaghan start this weekend? Oh, I hope so. I mean, if 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 that man is referring to uh, is Sam Sam Callahan, uh, I hope so. I mean, I thought he did very very well the last day. Now for a young guy, a young guy in his first season playing football for Mayo, um, I think he's playing. As I like to always say here, TJ, he's he's a swashbuckling guy, and I like to see my 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 Mayo half bakes in particular play with that swashbuckling style. Um, and and he was up to all kinds of tomfoolery the last day, you know, to, to borrow another term off myself. Um, you know, he was he was he was well versed, he was getting involved in all of the, the jersey tugging and the short tugging and you know, he was he was pulling down lads' trousers and he was you know, he was sledging and doing all the kinds of things that you like to see your Mayo defenders do akin to maybe what Lee Keegan might have done back in the day as well so it's great to see these young lads stepping up um, he's very suited to that sort of hijinks and how do style that we love to see our Mayo players playing with and just I think the way what says it all about him really is the way that he interacts with us on the page you know he'd be a, a firm firm fan and a big friend of, of ours and as we are to him as well Yes, he's uh, he's inspired us a lot this year, and we hope that we have done the same for him. Um, another, you know, a guy who who who's in touch every week. He's uh, he's a loyal follower. He he's wondering should Mayo get the cock out from the get go the next day, or should we maybe hold it back for a little bit? There's an awful lot of talk about this. The teleprompter is literally blowing up with cock talk at the moment. People are saying that when they got it out last week, it was overflowing. They said, was it too early? Was it premature to bring it out last week? We would say no. We, of course, called for him to come on. And boy, when he came on, what a stunning performance that was. That's a guy who's going to have a long, long, successful for career for Mayo in the future. You can just see when he came on, the first point he threw over the bar and he, he clenched the fist and he kind of... I think he just let a roar out that just said, fuck you, Galway. And Galway felt that right where it hurts. But what he's going to encounter this weekend is a cock on the other side of play as well. People who have done their homework on this Dublin team and the matchups will have heard of Con O'Callaghan. He's a, a young star coming through, a young man who's gone off the Cocoa Pops and gone straight for the Weetabix, it seems, over the last few years. But I'd suggest that's not the only substance that him and his Dublin comrades have gone for. But if it comes down to a battle, they're cock against ours. If we are to cross swords with Dublin this weekend... We want, you know, we want to come out on top of that particular equation. Look at, 
we all know well here that it's not always the biggest cock that wins. Sometimes you have to look at it a little bit more nuanced. And I think there's a lot of different aspects and different angles we can look at this from. And we can, whatever way you look it up and down, you know, you're looking at two cocks who have, you know, produced the right stuff on the big day and have always you know, we would say stood up when it mattered most for their, you know, respective counties over the years. Maybe Dublin's cock might have done that a little bit more. He might have done it for a little bit more of a sustained period, you could say. But hopefully now, hopefully now our cock, a man who is still, you know, he's he's still showing the right stuff, even even though he's an old man now. Um, you know, the, the old cock for the long road, TJ, is something that I've always firmly believed in. And I think... Uh, I can I can see that our cock can definitely outlast their cock this weekend. Well, it'll be important that we do come through this period safely because, as we saw over the last sort of twenty eight days or so, we've been on an up and down cycle. We were we were very pissed off when we were playing Cork and Louth. Things were a big issue for us when we came into that Galway game. We were feeling grand, no complaints whatsoever. This is the week now that we get into really fine form and fettle. We're going to be right raring to go with some teak tough tigerish marking on the pitch and indeed wherever else it manifests itself now I'm just going to just go on a little sidebar for one moment because it reminds me of a message that came in this week we didn't get to deal with it fully on Instagram but there's a young man who said he had a dream during the week and we do put a lot of emphasis on what sort of dreams Mayo Halfbakes are having at this time of year but he said in his dream that his mother got married to Matthew Ruan now, he never said it was a nightmare. For him, it might have actually been a dream situation, as it were. But for me now, I just thought, that's a Mayo man who is going to be in an unbelievable position come Sunday at four o'clock. If that's the type of thoughts he's having in his subconscious mind while his body rests, imagine what he's going to come out with on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's, you know, it's great to see his mind is very firmly on the job. He, he's thinking about the game, obviously, and he's, he's thinking about our, our words here on the podcast as well. And that just shows a man who is, is very much in tune with, with, the, with, with the whole you know, build-up to the game and, and is getting himself in a, a really good state of mental preparation. So we'd like to commend that Mayo and Brett for, for those sentiments. Next question. We may have covered this in the first part, but there's a young man who's wondering, how do? Uh, yabba dabba do, I would say to that now. Yeah, we're doing very well. Thank you for asking. Owen is wondering, who do Roscommon play next in the All-Arnold series? And I would say, is it Galway? Oh, no. no. Sure. Oh, no. Sure, Roscommon and Galway are both gone where they belong, dumped in the trash like a, like a disgusting pair of socks that you took off after the long day. You pull off Roscommon, you pull off Galway, and you wouldn't even be worth washing them again. They're the type of socks that, if you're living upstairs, you'd nearly <clears throat> fuck them out the window and hope that they kind of get blown away in the wind because they're no good to anyone now, those particular socks. A little bit like your jocks last Sunday evening, TJ, after, after Sunday's proceedings. Um, look at some of the questions here. You know, it just shows how, how I suppose, in tune ourselves are with the inbreds and vice versa. You know, we were asked here, you know, what food and drink should we be consuming in preparation? Well, long necks pint bottles and draft pints at different periods throughout the weekend would be absolutely fantastic. A question that TJ might be able to answer, he dealt with this last weekend, how many pairs of underwear should I bring in my A4 size bag this weekend heading to Crow Park? Well, if you're only coming up for a day, you probably only need maybe five pairs max. 
But if you're making a weekend out of it, folks, I would be putting maybe 10 pairs, 10 pairs of jocks, five pairs of socks. That's the way I'd break it down. And if you are staying in someone else's house, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, folks. Maybe a sleeping bag is probably your best option. Um, if you're up in Dublin staying around, there's always an odd skip lying around somewhere. So Saturday morning, you can wake up, dispose of that sleeping bag maybe slip into another one then on the Saturday night I don't what I'm trying to say is I don't know how people are going to keep their sheets dry this week because the male performance was so good last week and myself and yourself Fat Larry last Sunday evening we had a little seminal moment where we just kind of looked each other in the eyes and held hands and we just kind of without saying it we knew that nobody's bed sheets were safe that night absolutely not no and if the sheets are in that state this Sunday evening well then that would point towards hopefully a very successful day for for the Mayo team. Um, you know, sentiments that we've echoed here many, many times before. One listener texts in to say up Mayo, another listener texts in to say, fuck you, Matthew. Um, it's great to see people are, are, are getting in, getting involved there. Phelan is wondering, should we stick to pulling our rod or should we have our cock out more? And we actually got to this stage of the podcast without mentioning the Rod's performance last week. Wow, what a fabulous guy. He's the guy that I want in my corner, folks. That lovely, grubby little stroke that he pulled on Sean O'Kelly in the, the, the early stages of that game, to me now, just showed sort of a tactical nuance that we haven't seen in this Mayo team. We've been Mr. Nice Guy for far too long, and we've kind of brought a bit of a nastiness to it this year where you don't know what sort of approach we're going to give you. One day we might... We might go up and kick you in the ankle. And it's like Paddy Joe says, he'd nearly rather be kicked in the ankle than be hearing someone saying something bad about Roscommon. But the Mayo players showed last Sunday, not only are we going to kick you in the ankle, we're going to whisper in your ear dirty, dirty comments. We're going to, we're going to sledge, we're going to pull down, we're going to pull off, we're going to do whatever we have to do to do, do, do it on the big day. And that, to me now, is absolutely fucking lovely. Fucking lovely is right. Um, you know, a lot of people are getting in touch here. Concerned about the welfare of Park O'Hora. There's, of course, been rumours going around that, you know, that that sickness, that bug that he picked up late on Saturday evening was indeed Mayo fever. We have unconfirmed reports of that. We'll have to ask uh, Kevin McStay during the week when, when when he sits down for his for his weekly cup of coffee with us that we appreciate so much. There's a, um, a picture has come in. Somebody has sent in a photo of a young woman who says she has Mayo fever. She's wearing a bikini and she's out in the snow. Now, that's an interesting message to receive. It would remind you of the young woman who, I suppose, to, as the young people would say, slipped into the DMs last week and wondered if it was possible to go on a little three-way date, a throuple, as it were, with... We said, who did you want? She said she couldn't decide. So it was going to be TJ and Fat Larry that she wanted to manifest on the same particular equation. Well, I suppose all we can say is we'll see how our Mayo boyings get on. As the Mayo fever levels rise, we get more erratic in our movements and there's a lot more strange decisions being made by Mayo fans everywhere. So you wouldn't rule anything in or out at this early, early stage. No, there's a lot of time to go now before Sunday and, uh, you know, if, if things continue in this particular vein of form now on through through the coming days, it, Lord only knows what kind of a state people will be walking through the turnstiles uh, in on Sunday. Um, yeah, look, it's fair to say people are, are texting in huge numbers um, and are, are, are really very, very unwell and we'd like to uh, to thank them all sincerely from the bottom of our hearts for all of the 
for all of the the suggestions for the the advice and the, and the support of course which is very much appreciated i will be sure to pass all of these messages on to the mayo management team who will no doubt um, pass them on to the players on the way up the next day and if the players are listening which I'm sure they're, they always do they always like to listen to the changing before games we'd like just to remind them now to fuck the dubs and up Mayo absolutely Fat Larry we have a, a celebrity listener as it were uh, the drummer from possibly the biggest rock band in Ireland if not the world was in touch to say he just loves to hear what's going on with all the unwell people back home in Mayo like a lot of our listeners who are dotted around the world they love to just to tune into this podcast and it gives them a familiar sense of home and the sort of unwell accents and the content of what these half-bakes are saying on this podcast reminds them of their own time in County Wayo so we love helping you out in that regard and that respect Dara is an astute football watcher and this man is wondering was it a McShay masterclass dropping David Drake for the Galway game absolutely it was absolutely and I mean you know it's it's it was probably you know long overdue now you know David Drake is uh, he's been on the go for a long time now you know a, a great man but I suppose it's not surprising either to see you know the the influence of 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 Bala O'Doreen and the Mayo team you know the the East Mayo is is going well you know another man there who probably a little bit like David Drake was you know they put used to put him in full back but he used to be in full back too often and I think. You know, David McBride was was wandering around the pitch there. The last day he was like uh, an old man wandering around for for a pint after closing hours. But he, he managed to get himself up and bag a nice goal for himself. But what I thought was particularly fabulous was to see the the transitional play of Mayo, where uh, David McBride transitioned into a a forward, and Jason Dorothy trans trans transitioned into. A, a full bake, you know, a long, a long time on the panel, you know, playing in the forwards. But that seamless transition that he showed going back defending was was right what you want to see now because we'll need to do that against Dublin the next day because they're always transitioning. You know those bloody those bloody dads from the city. You you wouldn't know what they are until you had a proper look at them. Do you know? Keep an eye on those two little laddings they have on that team as well that are actually from Mayo. We'll have to just see what sort of approach they bring to the game the next day because we've played Dublin in league games many moons ago where those two have come and shot the lights out and left us left us sort of red-faced down in McHale Park. But we've also seen them come up and kind of shad their own bed, as it were, and miss crucial goal chances at crucial times. So I hope that the Ahagawa side of their brain is in control now next weekend and not the dirty Ballyboden side of it. There's another young man who I just want to reach out to and say, it's okay, Sean. Sean has got Mayo fever and he's sitting at home. He's got a little thermometer in his mouth and just a little ice pack on top of his head. And sitting at the end of his bed, or so he thinks, is Liam McHale wearing nothing but a pair of shorts from the 1989 season. That, to me now, shows Mayo fans in fine fettle. They're so deluded at this stage and their thoughts have become so deranged. They don't know what is fake, what is augmented reality. They don't know whether it's CGI or just pure unwellness that they're experiencing. I'd say it's probably a little combination of the two. And if you can channel those two effectively, you should find yourself with your tail held high between your legs on Sunday afternoon. We've gone through the ringer here today, Fat Larry. I know you came into the studio. You were absolutely chomping at your own bits. 
we've tried to flesh out this podcast and digest your meat and two veg as well as we could but we've got to this situation in the podcast now towards the conclusionary stage I would suggest mm. and I suppose we're just wondering what the last sediments are that you would like to bestow upon these Mayo players Look at we're head over heels about this Mayo team you know we absolutely love these guys we think they're absolutely fabulous I hope the Mayo team go out this weekend now head over heels themselves with their heads shoved up each other's holes and go out with that confidence that they brought to the proceedings the last day and go out and give this Dublin team one almighty fuck you and I am very very confident that we are going to get the job done I'm going to call it TJ I'm going to call maybe a four point win for Mayo and raw scenes red raw scenes of inbreeding in the stands at full time and that folks is the high level of analysis and the high calibre of intuition that you get from Fat Larry here on this podcast almost every single week and you know what there's a steely determination and there's a look in his eyes and there's possibly something moving down around below the belt as well that lets me know under no certain circumstances we're going to be back on this podcast next week again and we're going to have a semi now that's Correct. the least of what we'll have if we beat the dubs on Sunday but we will certainly be into the All-Ireland Shamey filing as well they are the last sediments that I'd like to echo on today's podcast apart from actually, sorry I just want to refer to my notes and get one more message in there up mayo up mayo good score buddy Who's going to win it? Who's going to be the man? Oh, this is heartbreaking. It's a free from Curry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long-range kicker on the Curry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's Kerry Hurism as they want to say. Oh, look at Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan. He goes. Oh, go wide. Go wide. Go wide. Go wide. It's all over. Full time. It's all over. We're going to have to do it all over again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back! Get back! He's stealing yards, he needs to get back! Get back! That game had everything that you want to see except a male win.